Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Smiling Sonia here. It's Sunday, the 20th of September 2020. Oh, can you hear that? Those are the leaves on the ground. Definitely autumn. You can hear the birds as well. The sun is shining. It's a lovely, lovely day. I'm out on my walk this morning. I've already been walking for about 15 minutes. I'm taking it slow today and I'm taking a long route around the woods. I, yesterday, yeah, just to an update on yesterday and I'm just to say I'm going to be talking about holding back now as I as I had that thought then I remembered that there was something yesterday that I wanted to remember to talk about today ah it's come to me it's come to me ah there you go it's come to me uh numb numb fingers uh, yeah, so I'm getting numb fingers. At various points, I get numbness in the tips of my fingers. Not sure what that's about. And I'm, I haven't looked. I'm, I may have looked it up in the past. I'll have to look it up again. So that's a reminder to myself to look that up. Yesterday was full on. <laughs> I had my my daughter and my three grandchildren over. And it was lovely. Oh gosh, it was so lovely. They're 11, 9 and 2. I haven't seen that much of the two-year-old. She was a little bit cautious. But, you know, I'm very relaxed about that. And uh, did some cooking with the older two. So they were... Uh, I decided <coughs> that they'd be having they'd be having lunch anyway, and my daughter had another uh, sort of place she wanted to go. She was going to take all three kids, and I think she was concerned about sort of leaving the kids with me. And she's not you're not quite recovered fully yet, Mum. I said I'm okay. <coughs> Excuse me. And so the the decision was that she would go with the littlest one and the two older ones would stay with me. But we were all together and it was my granddaughter's birthday, I remember a few weeks back. So I had a gift, a couple of little gifts for her. And uh, one of them was to put sort of different colours in her hair. And another one was a sort of a one of these silicone cake pops 
set. And so we decided we were going to bake. So get a cake mix and then make these little lollipop cake things. <laughs> and but we cooked, did lunch first. And uh, they helped out. We had pasta. We had vegetarian sausages and some veggie nuggets. And we made up some sauce with tomato, a couple of tins of tomatoes, and we were throwing loads of stuff in. And then as things were kind of boiling away, we started to um, put the cake mix together, a bit of multitasking, and then back to finishing the cooking, shared up, ate, then did the cake pots. Now there was a point at which we were all sitting in the in the lounge, and it wasn't particularly noisy, but there was a lot there was there was a lot going on, you know, the toys were out and chatter, and there was a point at which it felt the noise. And just the interaction felt a bit overwhelming. <clears throat> it reminded me of times I've been in the office, the open plant space, and just feeling very overwhelmed by the noise. And it was just kind of in my head and sort of pressure in my head. All I did really was I observed it. I'm an observer of myself these days. I observed it, took note of what was happening. And just, I, I think just kind of went with it. I didn't resist it. That's how I was feeling. I could see the situation and I managed it. By the time they went, <laughs> And it was a very pleasant time. I, I, I was exhausted. I really was exhausted. And my son was saying, oh, you look really tired, Mum. And I said, I did. And I just, uh, I, I, I don't know what it was I wanted, but uh, the, the last of my Ribena <laughs> had been drunk, <laughs> as you share. And I hadn't topped up because on Friday I didn't really have the energy to to pop to the shops to get this particular brand. Well, this particular, well, the Rabina is the brand, isn't it? But uh, I got two large bottles and they're on offer at the moment, you know, uh, almost half price. And so it is a saving. And I do look for savings, but I hadn't gone to this particular shop on the Friday. And I said to my son, I'm going to pop down to the shop. Um, I am tired, but it's like I needed. I wanted to be able to have this hot Ribena. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. So uh, I did that. I just went and got that and came back. And here's the thing, I actually 
had, I thought I'd run out completely, but I actually had a, a sort of a, a bottle somewhere with a, with, would have been enough for a few mugs anyhow. But there you go. So, I'm not sure why I started thinking about sort of holding back. I, I think it has something to do initially this week around my project and around the podcast that I've started publishing. I, because I've been holding back, I've been holding back with publishing that I was for a while, I was holding back on working on my course, my program, holding back on sort of this coaching project, this coaching maybe business that I want to have in the future. And our coach asked, often poses the question to us about why we're holding back. Now, I had a conversation with my manager last week, so eventually managed to speak to her, having got back to work, been back three weeks. Uh, positive conversation. She's very, very supportive of me. And I know I'm one of the lucky ones, I really do. I, I do sometimes think that had I been in an organisation and not had a manager as supportive as the one that I have, whether I'd still be working in that job. So I'm very appreciative, uh, very thankful and grateful um, for my position there. So I, I shared with her that I, what I do in the mornings and that I'd started to publish a podcast and that I wasn't using, uh, you know, my full name, and I didn't talk about my job. So I just wanted to share that that's what I was doing so that my manager knew about it and that I'm not doing anything I shouldn't be. <laughs> And I'm not talking about my job, although, of course, there's elements where I refer to working, of course, because the, the content, the nature of what I'm talking about. And it felt that once I'd done that, there wasn't any need for me to sort of hold back anymore. With it, it's felt okay. I've I've said what I'm doing now. I kind of I, I'm free to continue doing this, you know, as long as I'm following <laughs> certain things. And you know, holding back, I guess. I know that when. I got diagnosed with Mollerae's meningitis. 
and I was getting ill, going into hospital, coming out, struggling with fatigue, just struggling with just getting to grips with life, that I felt that I was being held back. I think I've said before that I have felt held back career-wise because had I not had this condition over the last seven years, there are opportunities that I would have pursued. And, you know, up to 10 years ago, I had this idea of where I wanted to go in the organisation. There was a particular position that I was interested in. And it comes up every sort of couple of years. And it's, it's you do need to be able to travel <coughs> uh, to do the job, that role. And each time it's come up over the last seven years, I have looked at it. I have been very tempted to go for it. And then I've had to stop myself, hold myself back, because part of the, one of the things that you need to be able to do is travel to different parts of um, the country, whether that be by public transport or whether that be by car. And I just know that I am no longer able to do that. I can drive very short distances, but I just cannot <laughs> drive for any significant length of time. Even travelling on a train or a bus, I feel very ill by the end of it. And so I have felt held back in that respect. I also feel, I mean, I've had to hold back with my family. So my grandchildren, I saw them yesterday. And there are times when it's not jealousy, but it is a feeling of missing out. I, these days with social media and using WhatsApp, families and friends then can communicate with each other real time. Uh, you can have these sort of conversations going. And so you know what people are doing in the moment. It was my granddaughter's birthday last month. There were two sort of events that I wanted to attend, but I held back. I held back making the trip because I was just really worried, worried about triggering symptoms, worried about COVID. <laughs> and those are real worries. And sometimes I think, well, you know, I'm holding back do I need to hold back? Is it just me being fearful? Is this real? 
And then I remember what it's like to have a flare-up and just how that impacts on everything. You know, it could be another hospital stay. It could mean a couple of months off work. And I really don't want to take the risk. So I hold back. I mean, there's many different ways of holding back, isn't it? We hold back saying something to somebody, maybe, because we're worried about hurting them. I hold back tears. I learned to do that when I was young. I, and I do it, I, I guess I still do it, really. I'm feeling upset and I want to cry. Hold, hold back my tears. Hold them. <laughs> I don't want people to see me crying. I don't want people to see me vulnerable. I don't want people to see me suffering. Yes. And so I know that I like to put across to people that I am fine. Things are good. I'm coping. I'm all right. And I'm just remembering when I got emotional last week and I shared that. And the, the trigger, the trigger may have been uh, that the phone call and how that person, how I felt, I decided that the way that that person interacted with me um, left me feeling a bit, you know, and so. Hi. <clears throat> yes, so getting upset. So that may have been a trigger and, and a number of things going on at that time, that information and realising that something that I was hoping to go to do or something was going to be more expensive, whatever. But it was that that alone wasn't the reason why I got upset upset. I think I got upset because I've been holding back. I've been holding on to holding back um disappointments. That's it. That's it. I was disappointed by the information. I was disappointed in how this person responded to me with a lack of comp compassion. She wasn't particularly nasty. I was disappointed by the information in the email and what that might mean. And, and I've been having disappointments and I've been holding back. I've been holding back. And I guess holding back and not communicating. That's another thing. Holding back, holding in. And so when I'm holding back, I'm not communicating. I'm not communicating what it is uh, that's wrong, what it is that I want, what it is that I don't want. 
I got some feedback last week to say that maybe one of one of the things that I'm doing there's a squirrel in front of me, I'm stopping. There's a squirrel just sitting in my path and just sitting up. I usually see them on the move. But this one is just sitting just sitting on his hind legs. A bit like those pictures you see. But I don't often see them like that. They're usually moving and running. Sort of I don't really want to disturb him or her. So I'm gonna take oh they they've gone. They're moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding back. Holding back. Communicating. I I think one of the things that I do I think I think when you're so I'm trying to trying to work this out in my own head now. There's a lot of effort, there's a lot of energy in holding back, holding on to, because I'm think, I haven't read a definition or anything, I usually would do, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sort of feeling at the moment, that I'm hold, holding back, holding in. Now as I'm speaking, I'm, my, my arms are kind of crossing over my chest area and I'm, I'm pulling in towards myself. And so that must take energy and not necessarily physical energy. I think there may well be some physical energy. I think that's you know, psychological energy. Because when you're, when you're holding back you're stopping yourself from going forwards, aren't you? So holding back. And the image that's just come to me is somebody on a horse holding onto the reins and pulling the horse back. So the, the horse is wanting to move forwards, but the rider is, is pulling back, he's holding holding the reins back and I guess trying to slow down the horse, trying to stop the horse. Yeah, it's... I'm going to have to look this up now. <laughs> holding back, what other people's different definition of holding back is. I suppose it's holding back from communicating the truth. Is that what it is? I'm holding back. I'm not communicating my truth. And so if I stop holding back, then what I allow people to see is the true me. And that, to me, is that something that's positive or negative? Or not? <laughs> it's an interesting one. I think <clears throat> I think my holding back 
uh, often it comes from fear, fear of a reaction, response. And it's the fear of getting a, maybe a negative response. I think what I'm learning, what I'm learning is to not be so serious about things. And somebody was suggesting sort of treating things like a game. And maybe not putting so, such a weight on <clears throat> whether it's a no or a yes. Yeah, so we can hold back from asking someone a question if what we want is a yes and we might get a no. So we don't ask the question. So we don't have that communication. And, and so you don't have the communication, you don't ask because you're frightened that you might get a no. And so it's just held there, you're just holding on to that. And so you can't move. Yeah, so you're holding back, so you can't move forward, can you? Because what you really need is you need an answer. Because once you get that answer, whether it's a yes or a no, you can then decide on what you do next, can't you? So if I ask the question and I get a yes, well, that's, that's good because that's, what you, that's the answer you want, I guess. And then you go wherever <clears throat> that takes you. If you ask the question and you get no, and that's not the answer you wanted, but what it does, it then tells you, okay, you may have to go to somewhere else, someone else, or you may have to do something else. But it's, then it allows you to move from that. Because holding back, I think it means feeling stuck. I think I have felt stuck, actually. I think I have felt stuck. I think when I had my diagnosis, I was stuck for a while. I was stuck thinking that this was it. Uh, my life wasn't going to get any better. It was going to get worse. I wasn't going to get what I want. Because I can't do the things I want anymore. And I've got this, this, this thing hanging over my head that could happen anymore. So I have no control. And, and so I just held back. Held back from doing anything because I just felt, well, I can't. I can't do it. I won't be able to do it because of this condition. I think one of the things that I've been able to focus on, and maybe one of the things that this chronic illness has done for me, is, especially when I've, I've moved from just surviving to actually think, well, actually, I can survive. This, there's no reason why I can't live and thrive with this condition. And just and be in acceptance that there is this area that I've got no control over, 
But there's so much more that I do have control over. And that's why I decided, I guess, with my health, I was thinking, I've got no control of my health because, you know, I've got this condition. But, no, I do. I have control over what I eat, what I drink, how much, the quality. And that if I can achieve a sort of healthy weight and improve my energy with what I eat, then that's something that I can feel I have some control over. And I don't have to hold back or I can't say, I can't go out for a walk because I haven't got the energy. I decided that I would go out for five minutes. I just started with five minutes. I thought, I can do five minutes. And then when I was able to do five minutes, I decided, okay, let's increase that bit by bit. And, you know, I'm walking now. I've been walking for more than half an hour. It'll probably be just over an hour today. And I'm just taking my time. I don't have to rush. So, I was, a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago now, when I had the previous flare-up, of Molaray's meningitis, I decided that I wanted to share my experience, share my journey. I wanted to raise awareness of the condition. And I wanted oh, a little bit of deliberation, which way to go? Go this way. I wanted, I had, had always had an interest in podcasts, in love listening to podcasts, because it, for me, when I couldn't read, because of what was going on with my eyes, and just how it felt in my head, and I still have that struggle now, podcasts were my saviour. When I went walking, I'd listen to podcasts in the hospital, when hours in isolation, I would just consume podcasts because it's easier for me to just listen. And I can listen at a low level. I was, watching things was difficult, so listening was great. And I felt I, I'd love to be a podcaster and share some information with people. Um, stuff that's helped me that maybe could help others so that's what I decided well I thought that was the idea because I a decision doesn't mean usually if you decide something you do it you take action but I I, I had the idea I had the idea to do that and I was coming out as I am now recording my audio journal and I was holding back I made some tentative tentatively uh, looked at uploading a couple of my you know episodes to the the anchor app that I'm using at the moment 
but I, <clears throat> I was holding back. I just, and I, when I think back now, I think where I was at that particular time, I was still in a lot of pain, emotional turmoil in relation in regard with with regards the relationship breakup. And looking back, maybe uh, I didn't feel that it was quite right to be publishing stuff at that time. And, you know, I want to make sure that what, I, what I'm sharing, and I'm sharing things, doing it in a positive light, I don't want to put anybody down, etc. So <clears throat> I was holding back. I was holding back, and it, you know, it's a physical thing. It felt, and it felt as, and I think holding back also felt like holding myself down. Yes, holding back, holding in, holding down, pushing down. So in the past couple of weeks, something has changed. <laughs> Because I am, I'm, I think I'm kind of releasing myself. I don't want to hold back anymore. I don't, I don't like the feeling of holding myself back. I want to release myself. <laughs> Strange, I think. Yes, I want to be more open. And maybe it's because I'm getting more comfortable with communicating. But I think what, what's happened as well is because of some of the struggles I've had in terms of reading, writing, and I think I was, I was thinking I want to, because I was... I was writing some blog posts and I was thinking, now blogging, writing, do that way. But what's happened is, more recently, because I, I, I struggle with that more and I'm coming out and I'm, I'm talking and that feels really comfortable as a way of communicating to people. It feels as if <laughs> my illness is saying to me, look, this is, this is the forum. This is the forum you need to use because it's much easier. I, I, can, I can use the speech to write software and apps and, I, and, you know, I've been testing that out. So I talk, so this app that I'm using, which is rev.com, I can do, do what I'm doing now, record the message. Uh, they, they actually, it's a company, that, and they have a service, and they can transcribe. Uh, you can, it can be a machine transcribing or a real person. There's obviously a price difference. Okay, so there's a, financial investment to be made in that 
and I have used the service, but if I was to do that, it would be very costly. Also, it's time. There's a time. So do that, and then I would have to read through the transcript and make sure it was grammatically correct and the spellings. <laughs> so actually, there is still more work, unless, of course, I could give it over to somebody else to do on my behalf. And doing what I'm doing now, I'm just talking. I said I don't edit it. This is just straight out of my head. I'm just talking. And then publishing it <laughs> with a brief description. And I can just get a message. Share my message, share what I'm saying. And for me on the sort of productivity side of things, that's energy efficient and financially efficient, cost efficient. And I'm not doing anything extra because of course, you know, my energy levels, I come out and I'm walking anyway. I am recording this audio journal anyway. I have just decided that I'm going to share it wider than just myself and this, this phone or in a book that sits on a shelf until one day when I pass, a family member may read it <laughs> and learn something about mum or grandma or great-grandma, depending on where I go. And I guess my view is, well, why not share it now? Why not share it now? And if one person one person listens or hears something that gets them thinking and looking at their own viewpoint and readjusting, making a positive change, then that's great. If not, then what, this is what I'm learning. I'm learning as well that some will, some won't. <laughs> You may, you may not. And I think this is a therapeutic thing for me as well. So, yes, holding back. I, I really don't want to be holding back anymore. I really want to just be who I am and I think when I come out on my walk in the mornings it's about moving forwards when I when my relationship broke up it was a very emotional time 
I just wanted to, I wanted to do a Forrest Gump. <laughs> really did. I just wanted to walk and just keep walking and not stop walking. And I think that's why I, I got into the walking in the morning and I've been able to sustain it. Because although my life is a lot calmer, I'm, I'm very happy with my life. With the ups and the downs, because that's what life is about. I still feel the need to be moving forwards. And even if it's just to take a few steps and stop and rest before I can take a few more steps, then, you know, that's, to me, that's fine. I've had to get used to not being able to run and to walk and I say that in terms of in in a number of ways not just in the physical way about walking and running as that physical thing but even with other things that I'm used to doing in my life where I can just I've been such an active person on, on Friday, I said to my son, right, the house on, on Sunday, today, we're going to focus on one of the rooms and we're just going to kind of sort it out, do any sort of, um, any bits of work that needs to be done in there. And yesterday, I had to say to him, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that tomorrow and there would have been a time when I would have pushed myself because I just wouldn't have liked the idea of not being able to do it but I'm able to now look at the situation know how I'm feeling and then sort of say right actually tomorrow I've got work on Monday tomorrow I really need to just um self-care and look after myself good morning So I've, I'm on an extra long walk this morning. I'm not walking at a fast pace. I'm just taking my time. And I'm listening to, <clears throat> it's not a podcast, but it's a YouTube. So I don't need to be looking at it. And so I'm going to take in that information. And... Just take it easy today. It is, Sunday is my batch cooking day. So, but when I get back in, I'll actually stop. Allow myself to just really rest after this walk. And then depending on how I feel this afternoon, we'll do some batch cooking, even if it's one thing. I've, I've got, I've got, I'm visualising what I have is spinach, my spinach dish, which is just so easy to do. And I've got some chickpeas that I cooked in the instant pot last week, at the end of last week. So I'm going to, I'm thinking of doing a lentil and chickpea curry. So I'll do a big batch of that. And so... 
that with putting a couple of butternut squashes in the oven. That's nice and easy. So my meal plan, I've got that planned in my head. And uh, those will be simple to do. And I will, during the week, it's just literally about putting things together. So um, not much prepping to do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. I've been talking for a while. Again, I'm going to start sniffing. And I want to enjoy the rest of this walk and listening uh, to more stuff. Changing my viewpoint on things. I love learning. So you take care if you're listening to this on a Sunday or on a day off. Yeah, do look look after yourself, won't you? And uh, yeah, holding back. We do that in so many ways. I mean, I think it's a massive subject. But uh, you know, I think it's just taking no problem. I love it that people are really appreciative and also, you know, the social distancing at this time um, that we're doing. I always stop, move to one side to allow people to pass me. So anyway, you take care. I'll speak to you soon.